remind you this Saturday will be Power Hour at the Palace of Praise. Impact on Friday night, Global Missions on Sunday evening. And then also, I'll go ahead and just give you a heads up. Next weekend, you'll need to set your clock back. Amen. So next weekend is that time of year again. So we'll be changing time again next weekend. So just keep that in mind. Power Hour on Saturday, Impact Friday night. Global Missions again. Oh, wait a minute. Saturday night will not be Power Hour because of the thing. I put that on my calendar and never forgot to do it just because they will be having the thing. And what we do, what I'm doing is that is for those that want to come here and pray in the afternoon after your, we have our time in the gym, you're more than welcome in the sanctuary being open. I'm just not going to make it the normal time that we do it because there's going to be lots of people that are going to be pooped out. And because of the Harvest Festival, and so next, this coming Saturday, keep that in mind. Amen. So you're welcome to come on in and pray anytime you want to. The invitation is actually for any time you want to pray. So for those of you, a message I'm going to preach tonight is really close to my heart. And I'll tell you the title in just a moment. But looking at the verse 27 of Isaiah chapter 40, uh, before we do that, why don't you look at somebody and say, Pastor's glad you're here tonight. so glad all of you are here in the house of the Lord. We have a good church that is faithful to the house of God, and, and I am so thankful for that. We have people that very seldom miss here at the Palace of Praise, and I am really, really thankful and very appreciative of that. I want to draw your attention to a very familiar portion of Scripture. Verse 27 says, Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel? My way is hid from the Lord. My judgment is passed over from my God. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increaseth strength. strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And us, us young men, shall utterly fall. But they that wane upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. My title tonight is going to be a very simple title, and I believe most of you can probably remember it and probably even spell it. And the title for my message tonight is Wait. Wait. Look at you and maybe say, Wait. Now, this message is very dear to my heart because my wife and I was at the coast yesterday, and we had meetings this weekend and at the coast and so when we got done with our meetings we were wanting to get back here as quickly as possible but I had I was blessed yesterday the Lord put in my path every slow driver in the whole entire state of Oregon put all of them all of the sightseers in the state of Oregon were all traveling on the same road I was traveling. I, I was witnessing to them as I was driving home because I was definitely talking to them while I was driving home. I was instructing them because apparently they did not know that it's 55 and you're doing 45. I don't know if they ever heard me. they probably seen some of my motions and stuff blinking of lights and other things and the prayers of my wife. <laughs> but so I lived this message yesterday on the way home because I had to wait and wait and wait until finding a passing lane to get around these slowpokes. Only to find after I got around them, there was another nut setting ahead of them that I would have to wait. So the Lord was, knowing I was going to preach this message tonight, I think the Lord was teaching me uh, a lesson before I preach tonight. Again, everybody say, wait. 
Now, that's hard for most of us in this house because most of you right now are saying, stop waning and start preaching. We don't like to wane. No one in this room likes to wane. Our society has been provided with different things to keep us from waning. You know, you used to have to walk in and order your coffee, and you'd have to wane in line, and you'd have to wait till they make it. Now they give you an app so that while you're driving to the place, <laughs> okay, nobody else does that. But as you're driving to the place, so you won't have to wait, you can order your coffee on your little phone so you don't have to wait. There are so many different things that now are in our society, and they're all geared toward making sure we don't have to wait. Is there anybody in this house you like to wait? That's what I thought. None of us like to wait. You may be seated. We've already been praying and worshiping tonight, but I'm going to preach for a few moments on wait. I will say at the very outset of this message, verse 31 is a very powerful and encouraging verse to every one of us in this house tonight. That little phrase, wait upon, in this verse actually means wait with expectancy. Wait with expectancy. It means that we are content to remain still. We are content to remain still. Why? Because we have confidence in God. We trust the Lord. And so because of that, we can wait with expectancy on the Lord. We're waiting because we know He will show up. See, verse 29 and 30, it begins to set the stage for the verse that we find so encouraging, and that's verse 31, because verse 29 says, He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, He increaseth strength, and that's E-T-H. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. God has the ability to change our physical and spiritual condition, folks. The weak, through the power of God, can become strong. The faint, through the power of God, can gain power. Verse 31 starts with what word? Anybody know what verse 31 starts with? What's the word that it starts with, verse 31? Yeah, you got it. That little conjunction there that starts that verse, it actually shows contrast here. It compares one thing to another thing. So when we get to verse 31, he now is going to show a contrast here. And verse 30 deals with the weak. But verse 31 contrasts it with strength and those that are strong are going to be strong. I believe one of the keys for our success is this is for us to be able to recognize our weaknesses. And I know some of you are saying, that's, no, that's not good. Yes, it is. I believe one of the strongest men you find in the New Testament besides Jesus Christ is Apostle Paul. I believe he endured more persecution than many of us would ever even want to go through, and most of us could not endure. We would throw in the towel and walk away from some of the things that he had to go through. But can I draw your attention to 2 Corinthians 12 and verse number 5 tonight? 2 Corinthians 12 and verse number 5. This is Apostle Paul and this is what he's saying. A man that went through so, so, so very much. Verse 5 says this, of such and one will I glory. Yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. How odd. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool by glory. For I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, 
or that he heareth of me. Because Paul knew what he was. Paul knew what his weaknesses was. Paul recognized his weaknesses and he realized he wasn't doing what he was doing through himself and through his own power because he's weak. And we're going to find that out in this verse. Verse 7 says, And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Some of you are saying, buffet, all right, I'll buffet me. <laughs> lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. He Whatever it was, he was crying, God, take it away, God, heal me, whatever. And God didn't do it, folks. There's a reason why God did not do it. Verse 9 says, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest up, that the power of, that the power, that the power of Christ may rest up on me. You guys getting that? That the power of Christ may rest upon me. He had an insight. We're going to see this. Look at the next verse. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am, then am I. Now when I start looking at verse number 12 there, what word doesn't seem to belong in this verse? There's the word pleasure infirmities, reproaches, necessities, persecution, distresses. What word doesn't seem to quite fit into this verse? <laughs> the word pleasure. The word pleasure there means to think well of or to approve of. Paul is literally saying, I'm actually thinking well of the infirmities. My view of these reproaches and my opinion of these necessities and this persecution and things, I'm actually thinking well of them. And get this, I'm actually approving of them. Now, I would like to ask you in this house here, because first of all, most of us are saying, Paul, are you crazy? Because this is not right. How many of you have ever pleasure, had pleasure in persecutions and trials? Oh, wait a minute, nobody's raising their hand. Because that's not what most of us view as a time of pleasure. Our pleasure is to go to the beach. Our pleasure is to do what we did last night, yesterday, in the gym and eat all the chili and eat all the candy and have a lots of fun and do the games and stuff. And that's what we consider pleasure. But Paul looks and says, I actually approve of this. And, and I like what I'm going through. Even though I don't like the search, I like what's going to happen through these circumstances that are happening in my life. Do you guys get my point? Paul tells us why. Apostle Paul's statement is even more confusing from this humanistic point of thinking because in reasoning. So look at his statement. He said, for when I am weak, then actually I'm really the opposite. That's when I am strong. That's what he's saying. That doesn't make any sense. Does it make sense to any of you? No, it doesn't make any sense. You're either weak or you're strong. Yet in this verse, Paul is giving us the reason for Isaiah 40 and verse number 31. The weakness is a necessity for us to be able to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. Some of you don't agree with that yet, but I will show you. Apostle Paul is saying that the strength of Christ is revealed and illustrated 
in supplying, in supporting, in strengthening His people in all of their weaknesses. God is illustrated as being the Almighty and being strength when we are at our low point and we're going through things we can't change and we have no way to alter the outcome of, then God is revealed or illustrated as being our strength and our support in those mornings. And if we can't have any weaknesses, then His strength would never be revealed. Folks, if we had no weaknesses, we wouldn't need God. If we could do everything on our own, we wouldn't need God. And that's the reason why Paul is saying what he is saying, because he says, hey, God is being revealed. The power of God is being revealed in all of these things I'm going through because these things are revealing my weaknesses here. It's revealing that I'm a human and I need God. Can anybody testify with that? I need God. So, Pastor, why is it important to recognize our weaknesses? Because it helps us to realize at times we have to wait. like to go into a restaurant and you have to wait 45 minutes to an hour to eat? How many of you have pleasure in waiting 45 minutes to an hour to eat? But how many of you in this house have sat in the lobby or sat outside or stood there 45 minutes to an hour waiting to get your table? Why? Because you value that yummy, yummy meal where it was that seven-layer chocolate cake at Claim Jumpers that it takes the whole table to eat. Or maybe it's those toasted raviolis at Spaghetti Factory that are absolutely delicious and so healthy for you? Or whether it's something else you really You valued what was in there that you wanted and you said, I'm willing to wait because I value what's in there. Come on, I'm preaching, folks. When we understand the value of what we are gaining and accomplishing in the waning, it makes it worth the wait. When we understand in waning how much we are gaining in God and maybe perhaps how strong we're going to get in God, folks, it makes it worth the waning. Get this, waning on God is better than waning at, down at Olive Garden or Red Robin or Taco Bell. And if you go to this Aloha Taco Bell on a Sunday night through the drive, you're going to wait and wait and wait. Can I get a witness? I just got some release there from something that's built up for a long time. Because I don't like Taco Bell. And when I wait for something I don't like, I even like it less. We don't like to wait. But because it helps us to realize at times we need to wait, we have to understand what's being accomplished because waning requires the ability to stay in control when everything around us may be out of control. See, sometimes you better just put your little mind in park because if you try to progress and move on without waning, you're going to mess up. Hey, folks, you know what this is? And being aware and recognizing our weaknesses causes us to wane on the Lord. Folks, this is life. This is human nature. You ready? 
situations in our lives often push us to respond. Can I get a witness here? People, they won't. Come on, I need an answer now. Come on, I need an answer now. Come on, I need a response now. Come on, I need you. You have to decide today because the offer is not on the table tomorrow. You need to decide right now. You leave this office. You're never going to get this offer again. You, anybody ever heard those things before? We go through life and we're being pushed by life to respond immediately. I need an answer now. I need an answer now. I need an answer now. Let me put it another way. Our human nature wants to work it out now. I don't need to pray. I I don't need to take time to get a hold of God because I don't need God. And I'm definitely not going to wait because waning to some people is just going to be a, it's going to show a lack of confidence in my ability. So I'm not going to wait. You know what that is? That's pride. It's our human nature, which it makes it difficult for us to wait. Stay with me. I'm building a foundation here tonight. Most of us feel like we need to be doing something, even if it's wrong. Just got to be doing something. Even if it's wrong, I want to be doing something. When in reality, sometimes you need to learn just to wait. Some of you may be in a situation right now, and life is pushing you To hurry up and make decisions and pushing you to, hey, I need to do this and I need to do that. But God may be telling you, you need to wait. Hear me, Isaiah 40 and 28 says this, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God and the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Here's an amazing note. To whom was this chapter written? To whom was this chapter written? Folks, it was written to God's people. Isaiah was writing this to God's people. And it's interesting how the prophet has to start with stating that God feigneth not. He's not talking to the heathens. He's talking to God's people and he's have to remind them God doesn't faint. Hey, hear me. Even God's people, we forget things quickly. We forget things quickly. Then look at the transition that occurs here. The Almighty God, according to Isaiah, bestows all of His power on the weary. Now look at what happens to the weary. The weary then, according to verse 31, the weary takes on the characteristics of God. What do you mean? Remember what Isaiah said, hast thou not heard? Isaiah's really saying this, hey God's people, you've heard this a million times. We serve the almighty God, but we forget. We forget our powers in God, not in us folks. What have we heard? This is what you've heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, feigneth not Neither is weary. Again, verse 31, the weary takes on the characteristics of God. Because only God can run and not get weary. No human can run and run and run and run and run and not get weary. That's the characteristic of a God who's the Almighty who can run and not get weary. Hear me. They're taking on the characteristics of God because only God can walk and not eventually faint from exhaustion. Everybody in this house, if you walk and walk and walk, you're eventually going to faint from exhaustion. But my God cannot faint because He's the Almighty and has all power. And in our walk with God, one of the greatest things that God can give us is to give us strength. See, you can't buy strength, especially the strength that's being talked about and referred to in this verse 31. Yes, you can't make it without strength. You cannot make it to heaven without strength. You're going to need the strength of God. You're going to need the power of God if you're going to be saved. You cannot make it without the strength of God. So hear me, because at times, you ready? God Either he cannot 
because of his will and his plan, or he will not give us what we want. And at times God cannot or he will not answer your prayers. And at times God will not or cannot, because he has a bigger plan, deliver us for some of our trials and some of the stuff we're going through. And we definitely cannot fix the problem, resolve the issue ourselves. And because of that, you are going to have to have Isaiah 40 and 31. But they that are going to wait upon the Lord in those situations are going to renew their strength. They're going to mount up with wings like eagles. They're going to run and not be weary. They're going to walk and not faint. One thing you've got to have if you're going to make it is strength, not this physical strength. You're going to have to have strength that comes from God. You're going to have to have the characteristics of God. Take over this fleshly temple and help you walk where you cannot walk. Help you run when you cannot run. Help you pray when you cannot pray. Renew means to change your strength in that verse. Verse 31 is a change in our source of strength. Verse 29 and 30, it's talking about the human strength. That's the reason why he's saying it don't even matter if they're young. It doesn't matter what their age is. and It doesn't matter what their age and strength is as a physical. In the physical, they are going to faint in the physical. But then he gets over to verse 31. He says you're going to be renewed. Not renewed in the physical. Renewed in the spirit of God. It's going to be something that's greater than... You're going to get weary in your flesh. But honey, you can be renewed in the Holy Ghost and give you strength to continue to walk for God. Hallelujah. See, verse 31 changes the source from human strength to God's strength. And things change. Us with our nasty attitudes because we feel like I just can't make it anymore. And I'm throwing to the town. I'm not going back to church there. And la, 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 la. Because we're renewed in the Holy Ghost and we're renewed in the Lord. Why? Because we've been waiting on the Lord. Patiently waiting on the Lord. Then now our strength is being renewed and we say, I don't care what's going on there. I'm still going to church. And I don't care what situation is going on in my life. I'm still going to serve God. And I don't care what else. Why? Because I've been renewed by the Holy Ghost. And God has given me strength. The Bible says, and they shall mount up with wings like eagles. The eagles represent a powerful bird, folks. But get this. He was, he, that, that, that eagle was created by God. And the same one that created the eagle and gives him strength and gives him the ability to even soar without any effort. God created the eagle so he can literally soar and not even without any effort because God designed him, you ready, to use the wind that would actually push him down to actually lift him up because of the design that because of the design that God has made him. Honey, God can design us in such a way as being children of God and give us such strength that when the wind blows against us, it don't blow us down. It blows us up to the next level. It lifts us up to a deeper walk in God, church. That's how our God is. Go study it for yourself. The eagle can soar without any Strength being exerted. He gets to the level and he uses the wind to navigate from point A to point B. There's a whole sermon I wish I could preach right there, but I don't have time tonight. And now relate that to where we are. Some of us fight too much against what God is doing for us because we view it as being something against us. We view the wind as being adverse when in reality it's propelling us. The wind is taking the eagle from point A to point B. And the wind in some of your life is taking you from point A to point B. He's taking you to a different place and a different level in your life. And it's not against you, it's for you. Because my God does all things well and He does it for us. We got a God that's on my side. Oh, hallelujah. The eagle mounts up by the creative power of God. 
that created the eagle. And that's how we are going to soar in God. It's because of the creative power that is in God that abides in us that I preach about this morning. Wayne implies patience. And nobody in this house is really a very patient individual. I don't even care if you think you are patient. The reality is there's something in your life that just aggravates you and agitates you because it's just not fast enough. Whether it's in the morning when you go to take a shower and you turn on the hot water and you have to wait 5.3 seconds for the water to get warm. And you're so ticked off because the water just won't go. Or you flush the toilet and it's one of those slow toilets. And it takes it forever to go down. And you're saying, come on, come on, come on, go. There's so many things in life that just push our little buttons. And we hate to wait. But we better be careful that we don't get in too big of a hurry in regards to our walk with God. Come on. I believe God is putting some of you in a place and He's just wanting you not to do anything right now. You just need to wait. And I'm thankful for some individual in this church that God has been opening some doors to them and they have been doing waiting and they have been so patient and they have been praying and I am thankful they've been waiting and I'm thankful they've been patient and I'm thankful they've been praying and I'm thankful they've been communicating with their pastor and I want to say thumbs up for you, that's great. But I think some of the rest of you, if you don't slow down a little bit and you're trying to get this all worked out, you're going to make a mistake. Because God wants you to wait until He gives you the open door and shows you what He wants you to do. I'm going to read it again, Isaiah 40 and verse 31. I'm not preaching very long tonight. Verse 31, but they that wane upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Pastor, you already read that once. Okay, just wait. Let me spin it again. And they shall run. You already read that, Pastor, one time. Okay. okay. I'm teaching you patience tonight. And not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. How many of you have ever been exhausted? When we were cutting down these trees out here in this, in this back area, that was a kind of a that was a pretty hard day that day. When we got done cutting down all those trees and moving all those logs and throwing all those big old huge logs and stuff around that day, you know, I was just a little bit tired. Because at 35, it's harder to do now than when I was younger. It was really tough. And I was exhausted that day. And it wasn't because I wasn't doing good. I was doing good. And I was working on the house of God. But guess what? I was still exhausted even working on the house of God. And you can get weary doing good things for God. So again, how many of you have ever been just exhausted? Now some of us older folks, we get exhausted walking across the living room. So we set chairs in the living room so we go from one chair over to the other chair in our route getting to the kitchen because we get tired walking to the kitchen almost. I'm exaggerating a little, but we do get exhausted at times. Anybody ever been tired and just weary then? Not completely exhausted, but you're just tired. Some of you tonight, I can look at you, you didn't have your coffee and you're tired and weary right now. I can tell you right now. So how many of you, not tonight, but sometime you've been tired and weary. Not exhausted completely, but you've just been tired and weary. I'd say most of us, sometime in this last week, we could say when we came home from work or when we got up to go to work, we were tired and weary. In that condition, when we're tired and weary, it becomes more than just being physically tired. When you're weary, it affects you mentally also. When you are weary, hear me, you become vulnerable, folks. Because tiredness is often more than just physical. It can affect our minds. We sometimes suffer with tired minds and emotions, too. Can I get a witness in the house? See, there's an inner kind of fatigue that can be very, very dangerous. And folks, being tired and weary 
can be a very dangerous place to find yourself. There's an example. I got several. I only picked one. Genesis 25. Genesis 25. And I'm going to speak very much longer. Hopefully you'll stay with me. It's still early. Genesis 25 and 29. The Bible says this. And Jacob huh, sawed pottage. And Esau came from the field and he was... And Esau said to Jacob, feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am. The word faint in both of those verses are interchanged with weary. You look at, sometimes it's translated into the word weary, and sometimes it's translated into the word faint. And in this one it was faint. In other places, the very same word is translated to weary. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, behold, I am at the point to die. Why? Because I'm weary. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? This birthright, folks, was Esau's most valuable asset he had. Now, us in the western side... We can't get our minds around the Eastern culture. But if you go back and study, folks, this birthright held high value in that time. Because it was more than just something a family got. It was something that God recognized was the birthright. This was a God thing. So this was the most valuable thing that any sibling could have is to have the birthright as being the firstborn. The most valuable thing they could have was their birthright. So here we have Esau who has this birthright. But weariness, everybody say weariness. But weariness, not an oppression of a dangerous enemy to Esau, not the threat of bodily harm from somebody to Esau, Folks, Jacob couldn't physically take the birthright away from Esau because we find out Esau was a man of the field and Jacob was mama's boy. I don't think Jacob had much of a chance of beating up Esau. And if you look later, later, later down, Jacob was scared of Esau because he knew Esau could beat him up. So there was no way physically that Jacob could take that away from Esau. But only, hear me, but only because Esau was faint and weary. Are you ready? Esau's weariness affected his judgment. That's why I'm preaching this tonight, folks. Esau's weariness affected his judgment. It distorted his sense of value. You ready? It caused Esau to devalue the birthright. It caused him to devalue the most valuable thing he has in his life. And that was the birthright. It caused him, are you ready? To forfeit his future blessing from God. Because the birthright was more than something physical, folks. It was the blessing of God on the firstborn. So when he gave it up, he forfeited the blessings of God in his own life. Why? Because of weariness. We got to be careful that the devil doesn't wear us out. We got to be careful that life doesn't wear us out. We got to be careful that the things we're going through don't make us so weary and so tired. We devalue the most precious thing we have. What is it? The Holy Ghost. It's God. It's truth. It's what God has given to us. I believe that's what the enemy is doing to the church today. He is running us ragged to the point we are getting so weary that we are losing proper judgment. And we're judging incorrectly. And we're judging I'm too tired to go to church. 
I'm just too weary to go to church tonight. I'm going to stay home. I'm too weary to get involved in stuff at the church. And the whole time, it's a plot of the enemy to get us away from the most valuable thing we have, and that's God, folks. And then because we're tired, we're not thinking right. How many of you at times, you've been so tired, you didn't, you know you wasn't thinking right? I've been tired, and I would later, when I would reflect on that, I'd say to myself, why did I do that? What was I thinking? I wasn't thinking right because I was so exhausted, and I was so weary. And because of that, you hear me, church. Why do God's people need to be to renew themselves? Because it protects us from devaluing what we have been given by God. That's why we got to wait on the Lord when we don't know what we're supposed to do. We got to be patient where we are right now. Why? Because if we wait on the Lord, we're going to be renewed. We're going to have strength that we couldn't have in our flesh. We can have strength that we can't get in a drink in the morning or can't get in Starbucks. God can give us strength to make the right decision. Because you hear me, if you keep rushing forward and you're not willing to wait on the Lord until He gives you clear direction, you're going to fail and you're going to devalue what is the most precious thing you got in your life. And you will walk away from God because, why, you're a bad person? No, because you're just too weary and your faith in your spirit and in your soul, folks. Hear me today, this thing of renewing ourselves, it protects our future. Can I hear an amen? Folks, we have a future. But we got to be careful that we don't, when we're so weary and tired, we make bad decisions. We may need to just pray and wane on the Lord, realizing that by waning, we're strengthening ourselves so we can have a better future. In Christ Jesus. Because it makes us useful to the kingdom of God is why we need to be renewed. It's important to remember that our work is not only physical, but it's spiritual. And I don't know about you, but living for God, we need to be at the top of our game. We need to be doing our very best for the kingdom of God. I need to do the very best I can for the kingdom of God. The enemy will come along and say, you're waning, you're not doing anything. You need to tell the devil to shut up and quit lying to you because you are doing something. You're regenerating this thing. You are renewing this thing and you are re-energizing this thing. What? For you can go and do what God wants you to do in the future. And this verse reveals how we can be at our very best, folks. Are you ready? Here it is. Here's the secret how you can renew and be at your best of your game. Just wane. Look at your neighbor and say, wane on the Lord. Wane on the Lord. What does it mean to wane on the Lord? The original Hebrew means this. To be strong enough to hold out as long as he is needed. We hear stories about they were just holding the fort until reinforcements came. They dared to, they didn't dare get outside of that fort because something was going to destroy them, so they're just going to have to wane inside of that fort and do whatever they need to do to wait, what? For their help and support to come. And some of you, you need to dig in and just say, I'm not going anywhere. You ready? It refers to durability. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Anybody ever heard that in the Word? It's like an oak tree during a tornado. You're not going to blow it over. When the tornado is gone, it's still going to be there. Other things are going to be everywhere. But it's still, because it's root, it's still going to be there. It's when you make up your mind. Are you ready? It's when you make up your mind. I'm waning. Which means I'm not going anywhere. I don't know what God is doing. I can't see where he's working. I can't see where he's not working. I can't see where. But here's what else. I'm waning. I'm 
not going anywhere. I'm going to wane on the Lord. You're not going to get me out of the church. I'm not going to backslide. I'm not going to go deal because I just want to be doing something. I'm going to stay here until God shows up and gives me strength to keep on going forward where God wants me to go. Can somebody shout amen? Brother Angelo, go to the keyboard here because they know I know they want some hope here tonight. You need to make up your mind that whatever comes your way, I'm just going to keep waning on the Lord. We find out that God's talking about the end time. Jesus, when he's talking to his disciples in Matthew 24, it's very interesting. In verse number 9, he says this, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. It's talking about the end times. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. The true church is not really like that much either. Because <laughs> we're in the end times, folks. We're getting at the end of this thing. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. It looks like it's pretty bad times. Looks like it's pretty bad. It kind of looks like our times. And here it is. Jesus is talking to his disciples in Matthew 24 about how bad it's going to be. But then he gets to verse number 13 and he says this. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Now let me put it another way. The individual that has made up their mind I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. And since I'm not going anywhere, that means I'm going to be waiting right here till God leads me somewhere else and gives me the strength to do what God wants me to do in these last days. Hear me. Because they that wait upon the Lord, the same shall be saved. They that wait upon the Lord, the same shall be saved. Someone in this house tonight made me weary. And somebody in this house tonight, you feel like you're about to faint. But you need to hear the word of the Lord tonight. They that wait upon the Lord are going to be able to renew their strength. They're going to mount up with wings as eagles. They're going to run and not be weary. And they are going to walk and not faint. I got a word for you. You're going to make it. I got a word for you. You're going to make it. God is going to take care of you. Come on. My God is going to take care of you. But you may just have to wait on God. Let's stand. Some of you may be going through a battle and you don't even know which way is up right now. And you walked into this church tonight and you didn't even feel like raising your hands to worship because you've been going through a battle and you are wore out, you're tired, you're weary in your body, in your spirit, in your mind. The Lord wants to give you a word tonight. You know what you need to do? Make up your mind you're not going anywhere. And then just wait until the Lord gives you strength where you are so you can keep on going where God wants you to go to. Come on, God has a plan for everybody in the house. God has a purpose for everybody in the house. Don't get lost in the journey. At times you're going to have to wait on God till He gives you strength so you can take the next step. Does anybody want to pray tonight? Does anybody want to renew themselves tonight in the Holy Ghost? Does anybody want the strength of God tonight? Does anybody want to be encouraged tonight? These altars are open tonight. I challenge you, throw your hands up if you're weary with the fight. Throw your hands up if you're tired with the fight. And just let the devil know I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to wait right here on the Lord. Because the best place I have is to be in the body of Christ, to be living for God. Come on, let's pray. Come on. Come
Come on, some of you have been really battling things. God wants you to just put your feet down and just wait on the Lord. Come on, God's there. God's with you. God sees where you're at. Come on. You need just to wait on the Lord till He gives you strength to go on. You're going to make it. Come on, just wait trust in the Lord and wait on the Lord. The Lord. Come on, I need some Holy Ghost people Lord in this church to pray right now. The glory of God would fill this strength. place and strengthen some of our brothers and sisters who really I'm need strength tonight. You, Come on, some are being overwhelmed. They look like they're doing you, all right, Jesus. but they're wore out and they're weary I'm in their spirit. You, God Jesus. wants to help them tonight. I'm going to wait Come on, on God's going to give them his characteristics oh, so I'm that the people walking back and not get weary. Oh, They're not going to I'm not turning back now. I'm not turning back now. I'm not turning back now. Oh, I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. 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 I'm not turning back now. I'm not turning back now. Oh, I'm not turning back now. I'm not turning back now. Oh, wait on the Lord. Wait. If you faint not, come on. Come on. Just keep believing God. Come on. Keep praying. Keep reading the Word of God. Keep being faithful to the house of God. When you don't know which direction to go, just wait on the Lord. Come on. God's got you in His hand. God's got you in His sight. God knows where you're at. He's going to help you. You've been battling physically your body. I feel it right now, but God's telling you. He's got you in His hand. Come on, he's going to give you strength to get through these things you've been battling with the last few weeks in your body. The pain you've been going through, God, is going to give you strength. Come on, just wait on God. He's there. He's going to give you help through this thing. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm not turning back now. 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 Oh, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait Shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. Let's pray for one another for a moment here. Hallelujah. You may not need anything today, but somebody else may be needing the strength of God. Yes. They that they wait upon the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. Teach me, Lord. Yes, teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Come on, let's pray. Come on, let's pray. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. Shall renew their strength. 
church I'm standing here and Lord just dropped a thought in my mind about John the Baptist John the Baptist he wasn't getting lots of physical exercise it wasn't the things he was going through physically as far as all the duties and stuff but just by the question he asked lets me know that I think he became tired, bishop, and weary from where he was at. In that jail, looking at the bars and can't get out and his confinement and all that stuff. And he says, hey, go ask him, is this a one or should I look for another one? Why? Because even the man just a few months loader, earlier that was so bold, he was looking at those people and saying, hey, get out of here, you bunch of sev- serpents and devils and bold. And hey, you got to be baptized and was a great... And all of a sudden, in his situation where he found himself, it wasn't physical as much as it was. Now he's mentally battling things because he's weary with this thing. Is this, is, is this really, is he really the one? Or did I make a mistake? We can get confused in our weariness and when we're tired. That's what, John, he didn't really know. Jesus sent him back and said, hey, blind eyes are open. Deaf ears are unstopped. <laughs> yeah. John, keep thinking right because I am the one and you did the right thing where you are but you've got to go off the scene because it's my time now. You're my servant so you're going to have to do and so that's the place where you are according to my perfect will. So don't be weary where you are in my will and don't get confused. I'm talking to someone tonight. You may be weary in your situation, confused in your situation but don't let the end of confuse you and what the perfect will of God is for your life. So you do something out of the will of God. Or leave God altogether. Lord I thank you again today. You have been so good to us. God from the very first prayer this morning. That was spoken in this house. Through all of the lessons taught in every class today. And Lord through our worship service this morning. And the worship service this evening. And the breaking the bread of life this morning and this evening and God for our ter- prayer time at the altar God Lord you've been good to us and you have strengthened us Lord tonight God I pray Lord that you would lift up the heads that are hang down God 
that, Lord, you help those that may be in a place of confusion, Lord, that there would be clarity in their minds, Lord, in which way you want them to go. And, Lord, that you would direct their path, God, and as they wait, Lord, and just simply wait on you, that in that place of waiting, God, you would renew them, you would strengthen them, that they again would take on the very characteristics, O Lord, of your Spirit, that they may be able, God, to go forward in the Holy Ghost, Lord, at the appointed time and do exactly, God, what you want them to do. Lord, go with us as we go from this house. Help us to be a light that is set on a hill. And God, help us, Lord, to represent the kingdom of God well this week. Lord, we give you all the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Man, you're dismissed in Jesus' name. Love you guys. Appreciate you very much.